Hello and welcome to the Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for your time. You know it. I say it every time and I mean it every time. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, there's There really are so many fantastic uh, podcasts. Actually, I was just uh, uh, just recommended a, a new podcast uh, yesterday and uh, there's so many amazing podcasts out there. And uh, the fact that you come here and listen to to the show is absolutely amazing. Um, and it is never uh, not appreciated. It's never not. Uh, it's never take never ever taken for granted. Uh, so thank you for coming on board. Uh, have an interview with uh, somebody probably most people will not have heard of, uh, but that does not mean uh, really anything. Um, and uh, one of the things that I. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to uh, Jonathan Stove uh, is uh, to kind of hear his tale of uh, of of getting through uh, trials and tribulations and and persevering and coming out and uh, on the other side and uh, and uh, and and really what the, there's so many storylines in. Uh, international basketball in basketball everywhere and uh, I wanted to hear Jonathan Stove's tale and and uh, and I'm not gonna say I don't want to say it now and then say it again in the interview because it's uh, I don't want to repeat it um, I, I do talk about how I found him if you will um, and and uh, and then uh, but but I'll wait for the interview for that um, uh, so uh, if you're wondering how I came up with uh, uh, Jonathan Stove uh, playing for Hapol uh, Jalil Aon uh, in the Israeli league um, and and not really playing very much right now, um, which is another reason why some people might be wondering why uh, I wanted to talk to him. Uh, stick around for the interview. It's, it's, it's a really fun uh, chat and uh, really kind of gives you, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say inspiration, you know, definitely a way to uh, think about how to deal with, uh, you know, uh, things that just you know you you think that you're nothing is ever going to go right and and uh and then uh and uh um yeah eventually you break through um before we get to that i want to get to our uh, big three um and uh i tell you what right now uh if you are not a if you're not paying attention to the spanish uh spanish league right now the relegation battle so the uh, for for those who are not aware, relegation and promotion is the system in European basketball where the top two, uh, bottom two or three teams from a league drop down to the second division, and then the top two or three teams from the second division jump up to the first division, and that goes down further, further, further. All of these you know top teams from the lower league go up, and the bottom teams from the upper league go down. And right now, uh, the uh, the 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 battle for uh, relegation in the Spanish ACB is unbelievable. Um, you have some huge teams uh, fighting to stay in league. Uh, as of recording, there are uh, one, two, three, four teams with eleven wins. Uh, one of them have one fewer game. And uh, and then there's the last place team at ten wins. There's a picture. Uh, there's a, a snap. Uh, uh, there's a, a screenshot of the standings in the league uh, to kind of give you an idea. So it's Obradora, Fuenlabrada, 
Morabank uh, Andorra, Casadaban Saragossa, and and uh, and San Pablo Burgos. Burgos with ten wins in last place, uh, with one game left in this in the season. Uh, like I said, uh, Obrador has two games left, and you know Andorra just reached the final of the uh, semifinals of the Euro Cup. They reached the semifinals of the Euro Cup a few years ago. Saragossa has been a Champions League team, Euro Cup team. Um, and uh, and San Pablo Burgos, of course, the uh, two-time reigning champions. Uh, of course, we have the uh, new reigning, the new champions of the Basketball Champions League. That was uh, Lenovo Tenerife. Congratulations to uh, to the Islanders uh, heading to there. But uh, San Pablo Burgos, the winners uh, from the previous two editions, are really close to going down uh, to the uh, to the uh, to Leb to Leb Gold, second division in Spain. Uh, so go check out the standings, and, and and that's really the story. We're watching some absolutely humongous games coming up, and uh, and who's going to go down, who's going to go up, point differential, everything else, just absolutely fascinating. Uh, young player, going to stick to Spain, uh, and that is Khalifa, uh, Khalifa Diop uh, playing with uh, with Gran Canaria. Of course, Gran Canaria fighting to uh, right now in advantage, but uh, still fighting to uh, for their uh, looks like it'll be the eighth spot. In the ACB playoffs, uh, he was he was named the Euro Cup uh, all uh, the Euro Cup Rising Star, um, taking the award uh, for his performance during the Euro Cup season. Uh, and uh, yeah, he finished ahead, uh, finished in first place. Uh, actually, tied for second place was uh, with two other players, uh, two Spanish Spanish players playing in Spain: uh, uh, Jaime Pradilla with Valencia and Joel. Para with uh, Jovan Tut, they both t- they tied for second, um, and I I think I may have given it to Para actually. Um, we didn't actually have this on our podcast on the uh, Gone Traveling show with uh, with Antigone Sahari. We didn't do the awards, uh, but I, I think I probably would have given it to Para. Diop is okay, but I, I think Para was a bigger part of that team, and Pradilla was fantastic um, as well. But uh, so I, I don't think any of them could you could go wrong with any of them. Uh, event that we're watching, you know, time recording tonight, um, is the big final, the Euro Cup, seven days Euro Cup final. And, uh, you know, history is going to be made is either the Black V, uh, Virtus Segfreda Berlonia or Cinderella, um, uh, Fruity Expert, Fruity Extra, uh, Berza Spore, um, are going to make it to the EuroLeague, uh, and going to win the uh, Euro Cup final. Uh, just an unbelievable game tonight in, in Bologna. And uh, it's going to be really a, a fascinating show, and you know some some huge players in the league, uh, uh, um, you know, all over the you know all Euro Cup first and second team, and 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 you know this Brazil sport story has been so fantastic of of the in the playoffs, knocking off Partizan in Belgrade, Sedavita uh, in Ljubljana. Uh, Andorra in Andorra and and now Virtus, you know, if they make it to the EuroLeague, they definitely deserved it. You know, knocking off those four teams on the road, um, in four fair, uh, very you know pretty difficult places to play. Uh, so got to uh, really, um, got to really tip your hat to them. Uh, all right, so here's a uh, that's that's the big three. Uh, let's move to the uh, sneak peek of our taking the charge prospects podcast. This week we had uh, Berka Buyuk Tunçel, um, 2004 born Turkish player, playing for Tofas Bursa. Uh, we also saw him last year at the uh, FIBA U19 Basketball World Cup for Turkey, 
and um, and actually he can be back there next uh, next year under he's 2004 born meaning he'll be uh, one of the leaders of the of the Turkish team uh, Turkish national team at the under 18 European championship uh, this summer and in Izmir I think even in Turkey um, and uh, and so could be back next year um, and uh, so so here's a here's a little sneak peek of the interview with him and uh, we'll get back to you on the other side of that for, for for somebody who hasn't seen you play, how would you describe your game? My game, you know, I, I told you earlier, I, I I'm a uh, like team player. I have like weakness and strong parts. I know, uh, but mostly like I'm a shooter because of my position and I'm getting rebounds. Like my my right now main. Uh, playing, how do you say that? My playing style is uh, like shooting and rebounding, and sometimes like uh, kick kick the ball out from penetration. Drive and kick. Oh, yeah, can, drive and kick. Sorry, I can, I can, I can hear you. Drive and kick. Uh-huh. You, you mentioned you have strengths and weaknesses. What do you think are your biggest strengths and, and weaknesses right now? My biggest strength is my like shooting and going to the offensive rebounds because when, when I go to offensive rebound, I can tip the ball, get the ball. Like if I didn't get the ball, I just like pressure the ball. You understand me? So this is my big uh, like this rebounding thing is my big uh, strongest strongest part of my my game and this three point shot. Mm-hmm. And penetration and kick out. I yeah. do lots right now. I just like in my in my young team. Okay, I can like score, but in this uh, big teams like A team, like our how you say that we, we are calling it A team, but yeah, A team or pro pro team, pro team, pro team, and pro team. Mm-hmm. Like I just like try want to like pass like op- if I go open, I lap dunk. So this is my. My game style is like teamwork play. Mm-hmm. And weaknesses? My weaknesses like like little bit my strength because I'm like 17 and try to play pro game. My strength is a little bit, uh, but not not uh, really, but it's a little bit low for the pro team players. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm working on it so hard. <laughs> yeah, you're you're only 17. You'll you'll grow into that just yeah. your maturity. All right. Yeah. Um, very fun, very personable person. Um, and uh, that, of course, is part of the Taking the Charge uh, Substack paid subscription. Go to takingthecharge.substack.com and become a paid subscriber and you get the full archives. Uh, you get the full uh, you get all of the Taking the Charge Prospects podcasts as well as the full archives of the uh, Talking Talent podcast where um, our group of scouts um they come on and talk about uh, some young talents around the world um and um yeah so that's uh that's if you if you think the price is too too high come to me drop me a message and we can talk about it uh all right so let's get to the interview uh as i mentioned before jonathan stove uh, a, a name you know not many people might know uh but uh a really a compelling story that I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to hear myself, um, and uh, and and why I uh, I will let you actually find out 
on your own as you listen to the interview. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and uh, and and giving us your time. And uh, and we will talk to you next week. All right. So on the uh, taking the charge uh, podcast this week, uh, talking to uh, Jonathan Stove. Um, not necessarily uh, someone that uh, so many people might uh, know, but I, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing uh, his tale um, uh, about uh, his journey in the uh, world of basketball. Uh, Jonathan, thanks for uh, taking some time. Uh, thank you for having me, man. I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I appreciate you even knowing about my story, you know, uh, paying attention for real. Thank yeah, it's, um, it's kind of funny because uh, how I came across your name, um, and I don't know if you're, uh, so I was I was talking to a, a scout friend and uh, and uh, and uh, for a club and um, and his job is to sort of you know look for players who um, uh, players for his club then for next season you know and and uh, right. and, and then you know um, and it, okay, it's easy to say, okay, you know, I want Wilbekin, you know, we'd like to have Wilbekin or, you know, some of the yeah. bigger names, you know, but um, to try to find somebody that somebody might not know. And so I was like looking through the, the Israeli box scores um, and, uh, and then came across your name. Uh, you're, so you're, sorry. Uh, so you're with, um, with, uh, with uh, uh, Hapul uh, Halil Elon, uh, sorry to... Uh, Israeli fans for for my uh, my butchering of the of the name. I'm sure you actually you, I probably let you do it, right? Yeah, Galil Elion. Galil Elion. Okay. Um, and uh, and and noticed, uh, you know, then you know, uh, clicked on clicked on the uh, on on the profile, and then uh, on the profile noticed a a gap. Um, and uh, and and for me a gap um just says so much uh, or 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 offers so much uh fun to try to find out what happened between the gap um and so so that's actually why why uh why uh how i found you um so, so um and uh so let's kind of go into it so you're you're playing with uh, Gali alone and and let's start with actually um uh congratulations uh, because uh, you actually helped the club win this season's uh, Balkan League title. Yes. Yes, uh, you guys uh, knocked off uh, uh, Maccabi Haifa uh, in yeah. the title game that was uh, uh, a week ago, um, time of recording. Uh, maybe just your, your thoughts about, uh, you know, uh, you know, grabbing uh, grabbing a championship um, in your and we'll get to it. Your first season uh, in European basketball, man. Uh, honestly, it's it's you know winning a championship or anything that you're grateful for. You know what I mean? Because you know it's, it it takes hard work and there's always somebody else who wants to win that. You know what I mean? So it's, at the end of the day, there's always one winner. You're grateful to be that winner. Um, when I got here. You know, I, I felt like the team knew that they should win the Balkan League. You know, it was like we 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 feel like we're the superior team in this league. Uh, and then I think we had a couple wake up calls in that league as well. You know, we lost to uh, we lost to Levski, that's in Bulgaria, and then we also lost to uh, Kosovo. I mean, uh, Pristina, who's Pristina. in Kosovo. Yeah, and uh, we dropped two games on the road, and I think we we just got very comfortable in that league, and that, I think that kind of woke us up. 
And uh, fortunately enough, we had two home games to finish out the season. And, you know, we played uh, Podi from Bulgaria, then had Pristina at home and beat those guys. And just kind of got got clinched for the Final Four, you know what I mean, being being a one seed. And uh, to win the first league, to win my first year here is kind of crazy because uh, I have friends who's been playing, you know, obviously longer than I have, and, you know, that's been in this game and they haven't had a champion, a chance to win the championship, you know. And some guys make, you know, plenty of money and have been playing for 10 years, 12 years, and they, they never won a championship. So to do it in my first year here, it's, it's pretty crazy, you know, and just, I'm grateful for it. You know what I mean? And bless is just like you, you have to enjoy the moment, you know, because you never know when you get to get the chance to get that feeling again. Let's um so so you're playing with uh Galil Alon and um and uh and and really the the Balkan League is quote the only competition that you're uh that you're really able to play play uh, at the moment. Uh and that was and that kind of came about after um uh, after the club signed uh, DJ. DJ Kennedy. Um, and, uh, you know, for those who, uh, as myself, uh, before, before our conversation started, I didn't realize that, uh, Israeli clubs, uh, could pay a, uh, could pay a, a fee, um, whatever. And where then you could, uh, you would be allowed to have a, a fifth, fo- uh, foreigner, foreigner, or is it American foreigner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Foreigner. And, um, and the club, uh, you know, just you know, isn't you know financially uh, there to 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 do that. Um, maybe just first of all, your your thoughts of that. Obviously, you 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 know, as as a as a member of the club, you know, you're happy uh, to bring in a guy like DJ Kennedy and everything that he's been able to accomplish. Um, but but what was it kind? Of, what was it like for you? And we'll kind of go about the setbacks and everything that you've kind of been through. But what was it like for you to uh, to kind of see this situation kind of play out? Um, honestly, it was, I mean, it was tough because I feel like since I've been here, I haven't been able to be my full self yet. You know, I, I had spurts of good moments and, I, you know, I, of course I had my downfalls just as well, but, uh, I have, I felt like I haven't been able to play my best ball yet. Um, and I think, uh, with that, it was, it was, you know, it was the team did what they need feel like they needed to do. And obviously it worked. I mean, we were outside the playoffs before he came and that he's here now. And we're, you know, I mean, we're top five seed. And he, he's a he's a, a player. I mean, if you you know, if you know, you know, most people know his name, you know, you say DJ Kennedy you know who he is. And um, I mean, obviously like the competitor inside of me, uh and it was a little upset, you know, and you know, not getting not being being able to play, you know, just for the in every league that we're in, but um, through it, through it all, in hindsight, like it's it's been it's been a good thing almost because I've learned a lot from him. You know, he's been a guy who's you know he'll he'll put me to the side and talk about some things, or like even in the game when he comes out, like he'll sit down and we'll talk about some things. And he's been uh, very in- instrumental in helping me learn and grow. You know, here what, for sure. What are some of the things that you're learning from him? You know. Uh, you know. Just, just how to one. It's just how, how to play. Um, honestly, before like I'm, I'm a, I'm kind of a big guard. You know, I'm strong for six four. I'm two hundred thirty pounds. You know, and I'm, I'm, I have a athletic ability to my game. So uh, one thing I peep that he does is like he'll get an early transition post up. You know, it's because you know most of the time the small guards back and it's like he'll sprint. Boom, he might end up with a little guard on him. He'll get to the free throw line and get him an easy bucket. You know what I mean? And, 
just how he thinks the game. And he's never – one thing I realized, he's never in a rush. You know what I mean? Like, nobody ever speeds him up, ever. You know what I mean? No matter how quick you – how much pressure you put putting on him, you're like, you're not, you're not going to speed him up. And just, just playing at different levels, you know, understanding, you know, when, and, when to attack, when not to attack, you know. Uh, when to insert yourself, like, at certain points of the game, you know, and, you know, or how to, you know, or what options to look for when you come off this screen or that screen, you know. So he's been very instrumental in that, for sure. Um, because because we're not we're not sure if how much you will play the rest of the season, um, uh, let's, let's, let's kind of um... – you know, take stock of what you've been able to do with with this team, and and I, I keep on saying we'll come back to it, and we will come back to it. But um, uh, let, let's let's just focus on 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 your time in Israel. Then, you know, what would you say are some of the the biggest things that you've kind of uh, you know been able to take from and really learn from and, and really sort of value with the the step that you've made now. And uh, one, it's hard to get here, <laughs> you know. It's not not just you know not overseas basketball in general is hard to get here, you know. But also just you know to play at this level, you know, guys. I mean, you playing against NBA guys every day, you know. What I mean, guys that had that once played in the NBA, so you know you're learning a lot. I mean, you're learning how. One, I learned – I didn't know I was – that I knew I could play defense, but I didn't know I was as good as defender as I am. You know, I surprised myself even a little bit, you know. Um, one thing that I learned is just to always, you know, be in the mentality of being aggressive, you know. Uh, the best players here and, you know, at whatever they do, maybe it be rebounding, uh, scoring, assisting, they always in an aggressive mindset in that particular, you know, form. And I think – that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is to always, always be aggressive when you're defending, looking to score, looking to pass, constantly be aggressive and be a threat. I, I, I wanted to have you tell your story because I think it's a, a story of perseverance um, and, uh, and, and uh, refound uh, belief in, in yourself. And that's what I kind of want to, you know, have you, uh, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on and kind of just talk you through your, your journey. Um, so we, we kind of caught on, uh, uh, you know, we, 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 we kind of saw you then for the first time here in Europe, uh, back in at the beginning of the year, um, in of all places, Albania. Um, and, uh, you had a, a, a short little five game stint there, uh, with, uh, with Chuck Dora, um, and, and, uh, you know, really, really produced their, uh, 20 points, uh, more than 10 rebounds, almost six assists, a steal a game shooting 63%, uh, from two point range. Um, and then also playing in the, um, uh, in the Liga Unica, uh, which to be honest, as someone who knows uh, European basketball, even that's. Uh, a bit of an unknown for me and also putting up 20 points, yeah. uh, 22 points, eight rebounds, almost eight rebounds, four assists uh, and 1.5 steals. Um, so, you know, this is proving yourself in the, you know, in a, in a competition that, uh, you know, as an American, you know, there's a certain level expected when you, when you come in as, as one of the foreigners, um, maybe just, first of all, you're, you're, your thoughts of how you were able to perform in those, uh, in those games for the Albanian team. 
Well, uh, I got, I was the last American to get there. So uh, they had already played a cup game, uh, a couple cup games, and then they had played like a couple preseason games. So I got there, I ended up landing on like a Saturday and uh, we had a, actually a preseason game that Tuesday. So when I first got to practice, like we scrimmaged and then we had like an off day, then we practiced Monday and played Tuesday. So I didn't really know what to expect in the, in the preseason game. I only missed, I think I had like 23 points and I only missed one shot, which was like a tip in. Like I tried to come in and get a tip in and I just missed it. I blew it. So I was like, ah, I didn't try to create for myself offensively that particular game. I was just, you know, moving the ball, trying to see, get the shots where I could get them, you know, some transition buckets, free throws, offensive rebounds. So uh, a couple of days later, we played our first game and uh, we were struggling offensively, you know, like we were, we were, we couldn't make a bucket. Um, so I came off the bench and literally I missed my first three shots. And then I was like, okay, just continue to be aggressive. And then after that, it was, it just exploded. Um, I finished the game with 36 points and I had the game winner for us that game actually. So from there on, that gave me the confidence and the gated team and the coach, the actual confidence is to put it in me. Cause a lot of the buckets that I was scoring, cause the offense was just like, we couldn't, we didn't kind of find no flow and rhythm. A lot of them was just like buckets I created for myself or happened to create for my teammates. And then from that game on, like my teammates and coaches there just fully trusted me and were like, look, you're our best player. So like, this is, we're going to need you to continue to do this, do this, do this. And, uh, after the first game, I was, it just gave me the confidence I needed to, to, you know, to play. And my teammates had more confidence, sometimes had too much confidence in me to do yeah, certain yeah. things, you know. Jonathan, take uh, it. Go for it. Yeah. Do, do it for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, I, I, I'm aggressive. I like to score, but, you know, I want my teammates involved. You know, I know it's easier when everybody's involved. And sometimes they go be like, no, go get the ball and shoot the ball. And I'll be like. Yeah, you know, let, like, let them handle it for a little bit, you know, whatever. But, nah, it was fun. My teammates there was fully – I still talk to, you know, a good bit of those guys today. They texting and checking on me and everything. But those leagues were uh, – you know, they were good starter leagues for sure. You know what I mean? I, I feel like, you know, you're trying to get your career off the ground. There are good places to, you know, go there, play, you know, and try to, you know, get some stats, get some film. And um, I just – there, I just wanted to – after the second game where I played good, I just wanted to assert my dominance, like, every game. I wanted to – I wanted people to know that I felt like I was the best player in that league, not just scoring, but, you know, obviously, obviously rebounding. I could pass the ball and do certain things. And that's that's what I wanted. You know, I wanted to assert my dominance after, after a couple of games there. And then your – looks like your third game, you had a triple-double. Uh, uh, yeah. 18, 18, 15 rebounds and and uh, uh, and eleven assists and zero turnovers. Yeah, that was that was crazy because we ended up we played terrible as a team that game. We ended up losing that game. Yeah. After the game, like I wasn't really checking the stats. I was more upset that we lost. And the coach, like one of the, the assistant coaches, sent me the stat line, and he was like, "Look at this." And I was like, 18, 15. And I was like, "Wait, wait." <laughs> and I was like, huh? I was like, I really didn't pay it. Like I saw it, but I didn't think about it. Like I, and then uh, my friend Bryce, who was here, who was actually on the team here, he said you had a triple double. And then he like texted me again with turnovers. I was like, huh? He was like, bro, go look at the stat line. I was like, wow. Like I was just so focused and in the flow of the game 
and it just happened that way. And then my, uh, I mean, we ended up losing. So all of it was like a waste in my head, you know, whatever I did that game was not, not nearly as important, but yeah, I was like, wow, I had a triple double with no turnover. That was the first time in my career. I could, I vividly remember having a, a triple double in any form of basketball. I had double doubles all the time in high school, a couple in college, but I was like a triple double. Like that's, that's hard to pull off in, at any level. Especially with no turnovers. <laughs> with no turnovers is crazy. That's the, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, of course, of course, losing the game is is horrible. Uh, um, but you know, it, it's something like that where you're like, uh, yeah, it's you know, it's. Uh, um, so you you mentioned you mentioned uh, uh, Bryce Washington and um, and and he your teammate now and and he is uh, you know. You know, you're, he's not only your teammate now; he was also your teammate back uh, at the uh, with the Raging Cajuns, yes. um, back at uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette. Um, yes. You know, you you obviously showed um, that you can play. You know that you're um, that you're up to speed, um, and and that you you know at least uh, are are you know deserve a shot. Um, maybe talk about how instrumental he was um in bringing you and getting you a chance to come over to uh Jalila uh Ilon, um and uh and um yeah just how just kind of how that worked man honestly if you if you want to go far back he's actually the reason I ended up at Louisiana Lafayette too okay so uh <laughs> he's I, it's crazy how like even from college to pro he's been like the guy who, who's been there for me we actually met each other on the AAU trip we both were playing on the same AAU team travel ball and we just made a connection there you know we we you know we hung we actually I think we ended up being roommates on one trip and we just we had the same views about the AAU team and stuff like that and uh fast forward we both were getting recruited by the same college and the first day of home visits they were at my house and the second day they went to his house so they were like we were the the two top priorities and uh Bryce ended up committed sitting there before I did. And um, he like told them like he wanted me to be me and another guy to be like the two guys that he came in with. So, I mean, every day I probably was getting a text from Bryce. Like even if it wasn't about basketball, he was just texting me, you know, and we built our relationship from there. We don't be the college roommates, best friends. Uh, you know, we joined the frat together. Like we, we literally, even when he was home during the summer, you know, when times I wasn't playing, like, we would hang out like we all the time, you know, him and uh, my, my other friend, Frank Barton, who plays from Nesiona here as well. So, uh, you know, I mean, even in the off season, like I would be in the gym with them or hang out with them, obviously. And uh, so when I, he was excited when I got the call to go to Albania and uh, fortunately enough, like they, he just, he's just been a guy that always had the confidence in me. Like, he understands that, like, you know, my game may not appeal to everybody, but me and him work well together. Like, he enjoyed it. I think he truly enjoys playing with me because we think we almost think the same, you know. He thinks it from his position. I think it from my position, you know. Sometimes we might have a little miscommunication, but he's, like, he's been very – like, I always tell him, like, you know, I wouldn't be here without him, you know. <laughs> and that's just the truth, you know. I, I wouldn't be here. My career may not have been the same with, with, without him. So, so they had an injury then, and and he and he and he went to management yeah. and said, "Hey, you know, why don't you just bring him in and 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 look at him or or whatnot?" Then? Yeah, 
uh, Kyle Gibson uh, actually hurt his shoulder, and uh, Bryce texted me. You know, he was like, we was talking, and uh, he was he texted me. He was like, yo, who, you know, who's your agent? Like, you know, I know everything kind of happened all fast. I know you didn't really have time to, you know, do this and that and the third. And then I was like, I don't really have that. I didn't really have an agent at the time. And he was like, well, my GM looking for a player. He asked me to find a player. He's just like, you know, I'm why not you? You feel me? Like, I, I, I want you here. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, you, the GM and then everything just happened from there, honestly. So that that's what happened. And it must have been pretty, pretty amazing. You know, I mean, you, like you said, you grew up with him and then, and then you're in Israel with him. Talk about yeah. coming in and, and, and being with him there. Man. Uh, I mean, our families are excited. Our families are, are close as well. Like our moms and dads talk, you know, they, they probably hang, they hang out without us being there, you know, without us being involved. So they're, they're pretty close too. And uh, they were excited. And then obviously like, we were excited. And I think this, like, you know, just being overseas throughout the year, like, it has, it's made it easier for both of us, you know? Like, I think, you know, having somebody who's on the team with you or somebody that, uh, you know, that you really, truly love and, you know, you, you, you're with all the time. I think we, uh, I think it's been easier on both of us, you know, to have, you know, certain things that might be on our mind to talk about or, you know, some things you just want to get off your chest, like, I think that's been uh, the easy part. And then I think, you know, we, we, me and him, we get on, we, we like brothers, so we bump heads all the time as well, you know? <laughs> so he might see one thing, I might see another thing, or he might want to listen to this, I might want to listen to that. So I think it's been, it's been a great balance, you know, for the both of us, you know, not being too alone, but, you know, we, we all want people to keep each other distant, you know what I mean? And I feel like I make him, um, he, he helps me, with, you know, off the court, just being more focused on, like, other things, like, you know, finances as well. And I think with me, like, we have – we ain't getting gang. Like, I help him enjoy life more to get him out the house more, you know. So, I think we've, we've been a great balance for both of us this year, for sure. Uh, take us take us back to uh, March 11th. Uh, that was the game against uh, Neziona. You you mentioned, uh, you know, that Frank Bartley's there. Uh, yeah. he, uh, he, he, he lit you guys up for 24 points, uh, <laughs> six rebounds, five assists, three steals, and got yeah. the win. Um, the, the raging Cajun, uh, reunion, uh, that must've been yeah. really something special for all three of you guys. So honestly, I've been knowing Frank before I knew Bryce, me and Frank, actually, we played in high school together. We won two state championships in high school together. So that that was um that was a full circle moment and you know obviously he left went to BYU and then he transferred back home and when he transferred back home to Louisiana like you know we were friends you know we were we were growing our relationship getting really close then he was like he's transferring and I told our coaches right away like look we gotta go get him like we, he's the missing piece that we needed and uh we all three of us ended up being roommates in college you know and it, I mean, our relationship, like, he's a he's a brother for us, too. Like, all three of us are usually together during the summer with our, you know, other group of friends. So, um, that was, man, that was such a, a, a surreal full circle moment for me of life. Like, it was at one moment I was looking to my right, Frank was, Bryce was there, and I was looking to the left, and Frank was there. And it was just like, man, like, you know, four years ago, I never thought this would have happened. You know, those guys played on the same team. Uh, in Canada for St. John's Riptide, but Bryce ended up leaving, like, had to leave because, you know, with another contract that he had signed prior. But it was just like, man, we really, you know, 
in the same country together, you know, playing against each other and on the same team. And it was, it was for both of us. And then Frank Dad had the, had the chance to be there too. So that was like, that was kind of like the icing on the cake for us. Like, you know, we played early that day. So I think it was like five, six o'clock back home in the morning. And I'm like, all our families, like friends were like tuned in for that one. Yeah. You know, I mean, Frank, he, he kicked us pretty good that day, but it was, <laughs> it was still a, a full circle and surreal moment for, I think, all three of us, you know. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like to try to do with some of my guests is, um, is to kind of give us um, sort of a, uh, yeah, just, just kind of tell us what it's like to, 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 you know, uh, to grow up in, in a certain city and, and, and what basketball is, is like there. I mean, you know, everybody kind of has an idea of what, you know, Philadelphia basketball is like, or, you know, New York basketball, uh, Seattle, Portland, LA, you know, um, so right. you're, you're from Baton Rouge, you know, and, and, yeah. You know, people, you know, if they think Louisiana, you know, most often they'll think New Orleans and, you know, Baton Rouge is not really one of the things that most people will think about. Um, talk about talking about um, basketball, uh, 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 Baton Rouge is a basketball city. Man, Baton Rouge is actually now today is, is grown so much from when I was there, you know, what I mean, when I was coming up. And I think it's a good thing, you know, like. There's always been talent there. And sometimes, you know, with uh, the state in general, just being so much of a football state, you know, I mean, you got the Saints to have LSU football. So it's, it's, it's been a, it's predominantly a football state. And uh, growing up, growing up in Louisiana in general, basketball, you know, we always feel like we don't get, get the chance. And, and in my city in Baton Rouge, you always felt like you had to be from New Orleans to get that opportunity. And just growing up, uh, in Baton Rouge, you know, it's a, it's a balance, you know, you know, you have your bad and you have your good as well, but, you know, with it pro being a predominantly football uh, city as well, it's, you know, it, it, it was to get noticed in basketball, not just on the state level in the, in the national level is, is pretty tough. And I think it's good now we have, I mean, we've been able to have, you know, McDonald's all Americans come from the city and the state and, I think that's that's been good, you know, for the pub because we have guys that could play, you know. And I think, I think we're just it's just like, you know, I I, I don't want to compare it to any other city because it's different, you know. I think we have that aggression like football players because most of us play football growing up, you know, just just naturally you're gonna play football, you know. You have that aggression as a football player, but you know, uh, you have it. Using in the basketball sense, so you know the always coming at you, pounding, 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 or just attacking at all times is really uh, uh, the mindset that we have there. And you know, we always I know when we used to go play teams like Memphis, teams from Memphis who are scrappy, and that was probably the, the most scrappier games that I played in teams from Memphis because we're just as scrappy as them. You know, we don't have the we probably don't have the many as, as many players as them, but we we have we just as you know our game and our style reminds us reminds me so much of them, you know, with our own little twist. Um, for for those who might not know, give us maybe some other some of the bigger names who came out of uh, out of that region basketball is. Yeah, uh, Marcus Thornton <laughs> for sure. Marcus Thornton, Brandon Bass, uh, Glenn McBaby Davis, uh, Jarrell mm -hmm. Martin. Uh, man, I'm drawing Langston Galloway. You know we. I'm, this is more guys. Uh, Gary Temple, who's still in the NBA too. Uh, you know, Tyrus Thomas, those guys of that sort. You know, we, okay. there's guys are from Baton Rouge. Uh -huh. um, and you ended up going to Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, Lafayette. Uh, maybe just your uh, your thoughts about um, you know 
in my eyes, uh, you know, you know, uh, an under, you know, underappreciated, uh, you know, school. Uh, you guys, have, you know, you know, yeah. done some some things also NCAA tournament, etc. Uh, thoughts? Of, uh, what do you think about uh, Louisiana Lafayette? Man, there it's crazy because we literally just having this conversation two days about how much has changed there from when we first got there, and always for the better, you know, um, especially with the NIL deals and then you know, you know, things like that. And uh, just how much that particular, you know, what the football, basketball, baseball, all the programs have done, softball, have done with their success stories that helped the university has been great. I think basketball has always been underrated at that particular school. Um, you know, they had up and down a year before we got there. But when me and Bryce got there, our four years there, I think we averaged 23, 24 wins a season, somewhere around that range, you know, which is pretty good. I think we won a total of – uh, I want to say it was like 60, 70, 60, high 60s in the games there. So, you know, we we won 20, we had 20 wins every season except for one season there. And we were in one away. And basketball there is is very underrated. I mean, obviously people want to go to LSU because it's the, flags, the flagship school. But I think basketball-wise, we're the second best thing, if not the best thing, you know, some years in that state. You know, I think um, – I think UL is, is is on the way. I mean, we got guys. We have we have a former McDonald's All American there now, Jordan Brown. You know, uh, we have you know you get a lot of we get at least one out of two high major transfers from different schools to there, and I think it's the the basketball there is growing. It's you know people are, people there are they which is crazy because it's a football it's a football than baseball city. But they love basketball. You know, we we lead the conference. I think we lead the conference in attendance the past eight years, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, basketball there is going to be good. It's, it's very underrated, you know. But I think, you know, we it's on the up and up for sure. There's more to come for them. And and there's actually a, a, one of the alumni is actually, um, you know, besides playing in the NBA, he's also a world champion. Um Playing alongside yeah. guys like Marcus Smart, uh, Jaleel Okafor, Aaron Gordon, Justice Winslow, was uh, Alfred Payton, um, who yeah. uh, really just as a favor from the coach, uh, the Lafayette coach, to I can't even remember who the coach was of the under nineteen team that year. Um, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, was that Billy Donovan? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it was Billy Donovan. Yeah, um, just to get an invite, and he made the team, and he was fantastic in that tournament, uh, and 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 was you know one of the, you know the champions of that um, uh, of that team. Um, that was after his sophomore year, and um, maybe <laughs> did did you watch that? I mean, he's from he's from New Orleans, you know. So I mean, he's a, he's a guy that you you know you guys you know probably you know you know knew uh, you know somewhere around here and there. Did you watch much of that at all? What did you and maybe yeah, and maybe so, what what impact do you think that had? Um, on, on the program? Well, I, I, for sure, a great one. Um, obviously, you get anybody that wins, becomes a world champion, wins a gold medal. That's, you know, from your school is obviously going to bring, especially in your sport, it's going to bring some type of publicity. And especially at the age that he did it, you know, it wasn't like he was, he wasn't there, you know, like he had left and then became that. He was doing that while his time there. Um, I think that was a big, big thing for us in general. And I, it was a great impact. I mean, Alfred is a great player. You know what I mean? I mean, I've, even, I mean, he's behind Chris Paul right now. So, you know, he's not going to, 
you know, that's kind of hard to get his chance. But, I mean, if you look at what he does as a 6'4", 6'5", guard, he's able to pass, you know, get to the lane and do so much. And, I mean, for him to make that team and not just, you know, be on the team, be one of the guys, he was, you know, playing and, you know, he played, had really good numbers to show that, you know, guys from my university can play on that level. You know, we have guys that are good enough to do it as well. And he's he's a phenomenal guy himself, you know, so it was it, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, those things happen and happen for him. You know? Okay. And, and, and I guess kind of the next step in our talk is, is kind of actually going back to how I discovered you. Um, I was talking about the, the scout friend um, and uh, you know, and, and obviously the goal of him is to um, you know, is to find somebody who, you know, might not, you know, people might not know, um, and, uh, you know, just not have on the radar who, you know, are going to be cheaper than, than a Wilbekin so that you can then, you know, maybe sign a bigger player alongside, alongside another player. And I was thinking, you know, I was looking at, you know, you had, you know, some pretty, some pretty solid stats, uh, you know, senior, you know, sophomore year, you shot 38% from, from three point range, uh, senior year, you shot 36% from three point range, you know, good free throw shooter, um, you know, you know, solid, solid, uh, you know, uh, assist turnover ratio, et cetera. Um, and then that was 2017-18. And that's the last time people have seen you uh, really kind of on the basketball court. And and so they really beg the question, what happened? Um, and then so you kind of think, OK, well, there, there's the chance, you know, maybe, you know, you know, torn ACL and then missed a season. And so then there's, you know, give the guy, uh, you know, take the you know, low risk, high reward, you know, uh, give them, give them a chance to come back, um, for, for example. Um, so, uh, take us back to, so I doing my research and, and I saw, you know, that there was a, there was a, a an ankle injury, um, yeah. in 2017, uh, 2018. Um, why yeah. don't, why don't you, um, why don't you <laughs> catch us up? Um, what happened at, at the end of, uh, at the end of your time at Lafayette there in, in, in eight, in 18, I know this, oh, is, a, this is a few years ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I, I remember all this like it was yesterday. So my team, that senior season, we were going into one of those, that I think one of those last games, we were like 24 and 20, we were like 24 and four. So we had, uh, this was the night actually before I seen night. We playing one of the Arkansas schools and, uh, just a normal, like, I went to go crash for a rebound. And this is our same season. And, you know, we're thinking, like, we're this good. You know, we're at this point, I want to say seven, 16 and one, or yeah, I want to say 15 and one in conference. And we're like, you know, we were, we, at one point, we were 23 overall. So we're like, nah, like, we're going to the tournament. You know, we're, we're smashing everybody in conference, you know, single handedly. And the one game we lost, we know that was on us. And, uh, so, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm playing well that game. I have, like, eight points in, like, six minutes that I've been in there. got a couple rebounds, and I go crash for offense rebound. And uh, this is not the first time I've done it, but I stepped on somebody. Like, somebody pushed me in the back. I stepped on somebody's foot, rolled my ankle. and uh, But this one was a little different. I was screaming, like, and, like, everybody were, like, was, like, I didn't, we were at home, so everybody was, like, it was dead silent, you know, because I was, I ended up coming off the bench senior year. Uh, just do the how the team fit and what was best for the team, 
and uh, everybody, but everybody knew I was, a, you know, the guy, one of the most important pieces, if not, you know, just for the energy, you know, and the things that I did, you know, that did stuff on the show, the stat sheet. And everybody was dead silent. And I was like just screaming. And uh, I ended up coming back playing that game, but, you know, I, you know, cause, you know, your adrenaline is running. Adrenaline, right. And yeah. uh, we having this. Yeah. Then the senior night comes, it's like two nights later, but I, I literally can't go. But, you know, I, I, I wear I wore that Louisiana jersey with pride, you know, and I wanted to get out there. I played two minutes and sat down. We went to conference tournament, and I wasn't – I nearly wasn't ready for conference tournament. Um, we ended up losing the semis because I was hurt, obviously, out. And then I second leading scorer, Jekyll Gant, who plays in the first division France. He had bronchitis. He came out with bronchitis. So we were – two of your, <laughs> your second and third leading scorer out, you know what I mean, going to conference tournament. And um, my ankle, it was probably the worst sprain that I didn't have in all the sprains. Like, I played in the LSU game, knowing that uh, that my and I, NIT game against LSU. One, you know, is it was home game. It was a coming home game for me. All my friends and family were going to be there. And that was just probably my last chance to play basketball, you know, at the collegiate level. And I didn't want to miss the opportunity. And I didn't want my last one being an injury. So I played that game. But my ankle, you know, I gave it some time to rest and everything. And it just never got back to what it needed to be, especially in time for, you know, the next season, you know, for basketball season. Um, you know, and with that, like, I didn't think about agents or none of that, you know. And then also I had one more with my – uh, major changes and everything. I I had like another semester to finish, so in my head I was like, you know, uh, Casey Shepard, who plays for Tofus, he actually went to UL as well. He he had a gap when he left school, so I was like, you know, guys had done it, you know, and I know we had us being so close as we are as well. I was like, it shouldn't be a problem for me to have a gap year and then get somewhere and play. Um, little did I know, <laughs> my situation <laughs> would be a lot different. A little uh, more than a gap. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that December of 2018. So, um, obviously, it's kind of hard to get, especially a rookie, to come in somewhere, you know, and find a spot. So, I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep working out. And uh, by this time, my ankle is, is about healthy. And then uh, the next year comes, and I end up signing with an agent. I went to Vegas, did the whole uh, Euro basket thing and some of the things there. And I thought I was going to get some bites, but and I'm not getting a bite into NBL Canada. Um, I went there for a little minute. Uh, I went there to training camp. Come to find out, I was, me and another guy, we were the youngest two dudes there. Everybody else was like 26, 27 at this point. And at this point, I'm 22, 23, maybe first year, you know, coming out. So this and, so uh, this is December 19. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, I go there for training camp. Uh, and the guys, they just, the point guard, he was retiring that year. And uh, he uh, he actually he actually wanted to win a championship. He had been there all his whole career. He they were solely invested in winning the championship that year, and uh, they just wanted some older guys and stuff like that. So I ended up you know I ended up getting cut on the last day of training camp there, and uh, so you know now I come back. It's December, which is late for you know overseas you know professional basketball overseas and. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out my next move and I'm back home and it's getting like, you know, closer to February. And I'm like, okay, maybe I could just get somewhere for playoffs. Like, you know, teams do this all the time. I could sign somewhere for playoffs. And COVID happened. 
Something so, happened right in February 2020. Something yeah, happened. <laughs> yeah, so it's 2020, and it's like, then COVID happened. I'm like, oh, there's, there's no way. Like, there's no way. And with the COVID thing, you know, every year, you know, yeah, you're trying to play, but every year there's another new wave of guys coming out of college that want to play pro basketball, you know? So it's like, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm trying to stay, you know, I'm at this point, like, you know, I'm, I, even when I was who, who also who also just sorry just not to interrupt, but who who are also you know don't have the question of you know health and and yeah. you know you haven't right. played you haven't played in more than a year you know, competitively and right. what what is what is he like you know so, and those and those question yeah. marks aren't there right so with me being still on scholarship but you will I luckily I was still able to practice with the team you know. And to use that, like, I was the scouting guy and coach loved having me in practice, you know, so I could play and, you know, just work on my game that way. But, you know, they want real actual competition, you know, that that doesn't mean anything for them. And well, back to, you know, what I was saying about COVID happened. It's just like, so the world froze, obviously. Nobody had a job anywhere. And, um, you know, that, that happened. And, uh, you know, I was just still working out with my friends. Like, we were still working out. Boom, I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym, I'm in the gym. We in the gym all quarantine. you know. Luckily, we met a guy named uh, Matthew Binder, who's actually how I ended up in Albania. He's major instrumental how I ended up in Albania. Ended up in Albania. But we ran, met him. He was the only guy that had a gym open, and he trained us. And, you know, we just worked out there. And then, you know, the next season was rolling around. I was like, okay, they're going to have the season then. I just couldn't get any any traction. I couldn't gain any traction. So it was, I was like, man, what, like, you know, obviously I wanted to, to still do it because at this point um, it wasn't about the money thing or just about really proving anything. It was just like, you know, just giving myself a chance to really chase my dream. And if I wanted, you know, if it would ever happen from that, I was okay with the outcome. Like, as long as I got one chance, like, I just wanted a clear-cut opportunity and a chance. And whatever happened after that, I could live with, you know. But uh, COVID happened, the next season came around, and it still wasn't an attraction. You know, I didn't have an agent at this point, so I'm trying to, you know, figure out what's next. You know, we calling people. <clears throat> I mean, I didn't, I didn't been, I didn't almost been scammed by a couple times by guys. You know, I didn't have a couple maybes, what ifs, you know, that type of thing. And man, it was, it was, it was nights and the times in the gym, man. And, um, you know, I've been through a lot worse things in life, you know, you know, family deaths, you know, growing up where I grew up. But that was, you know, it was almost feeling like, you know, something was being taken away from me that I never really had a real chance at, you know. If I if I felt like if I had a real chance, then I would have, you know, I'd have been okay with the outcome at that point. But I felt like I never got a real opportunity um to really, you know, do to to just play ball. And uh so that whole year, you know, I'm that whole year post-COVID, I was I at that point I became a personal trainer. I'm certified NASA personal trainer. So I did that because that's something I'm passionate about, you know, and I wanted to want to, that's something that we need more in Louisiana, you know, for, especially for basketball players specifically. So that was something I wanted to, to do. Um, and I obviously, you know, I love basketball. So I wanted to coach, you know, and end up coaching at a high school those years, but I was still working out for myself. Like I would train those guys, you know, those guys love being in the gym. Obviously cause I played college basketball and, you know, I was assistant coaching at Como high school in Lafayette. And then my two other assistants were former college basketball players too. 
So, you know, they wanted to be in the gym and, you know, but I would spend a lot of time, you know, working those guys out and uh, literally working myself out, you know, uh, you know, this funny because this time last year, you know, I was coaching at a high school, um, doing personal training, you know, training people every day. Uh, I was sleeping on my best friend couch, <laughs> you know, luckily, like we have a, we have, we have me and her grew up in this, with each other since we were three years old. So, you know, luckily she has enough love for me and care for me in her heart that knew what I was going through at the time, you know, just trying to figure everything out. And uh, she allowed me to sleep on the couch, like, and, you know, I'm forever grateful for that. But I was, you know, I wake up at five in the morning, train people, boom, 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 five to whenever practice start. Most of the time it'll start around like 12 for those kids, 12.45. So I would do that train those kids, try to get my lift in, hopefully before that, if not, go to practice or go coach a game, um, you know, JV, varsity, make sure, you know, they get home. Sometimes go drop them off at home, come back and work out or, you know, train somebody else who wanted to get training and then lift. And a lot of times I wasn't going to sleep to, you know, midnight <laughs> and waking up at five to do it again, you know, but just figuring out my way and making sure I stayed in the gym. And luckily, I had friends like who supported me either way in the support system. And the guy that I was with coaching with, he's actually one of my best friends. And uh, he's a you know he's a basketball coach. So he would train me too, and he would stay home. He was like, "Bro, it's gonna happen. Just stay in the gym. Stay in the gym. Stay in the gym. Who's, stay who's in the this? gym." Montreal Taylor. He's the uh, okay. he was the head coach at Como High School, where I assistant coach at, and he would stay on me. Like he's he's a true friend. Uh, you know, we have our personal side, but. When it comes to basketball, like he he stays on me. Like nobody pushes me harder, he's gonna push me harder than anybody. And uh he just stayed on me and it, it kept me growing. You know, people like Matthew Founder, who I trained with during the pandemic, like he they go, those guys kept me motivated. You know, my family did, my friends did, but you know, it's it's almost like an external source, you know, an external source. Well, it's, it's different if it's just like if, you know, like if I write something and, and I have, you know, a friend or family read it, you know, yeah. and, or if I have a journalist read it, it's two different reactions. If I'm a, yeah. an actor and my and my and my family comes and sees me, oh, you did a good job. If an yeah. actor friend, he says, well, you know, you missed you know, you were you were slow <laughs> on this cue and this and this you know it's yeah. it's it's criticism that you can res you can respect more because they've been part of it 100%. yeah yeah and, and this is like this is exactly why i wanted to have you on fit because you know you know this is so you're talking 2018 was the last time you you know yeah. played and you know we're in uh we're in we're in uh you know you said a year ago which is then you know uh 1921 it's three years already um was there okay? You mentioned you mentioned Montreal and 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 Matt Binder. Was you know how maybe when was the point where or what was the closest where you were um, to saying you know what I I I have to give it up and 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 then you know and, and, and do something else. Ooh, um, I, there's three times I remember specifically. One was uh, I want to say 2019. I was still living in Lafayette. And luckily, blessed enough that, the you know, the guys at the the coaches and everybody still allowed me to use the facilities to work out and I'm just shooting. And, you know, I'm just I'm frustrated because all my friends are playing, you know, and then I'm not it's not a jealousy thing. But those are my peers, you know, like those are guys I'm with when they come home. So um, I remember just sitting on the floor and being frustrated, like just stop shooting and just crying, like 
I was I was so angry. Like I, you know, I didn't know what to do, you know, because I felt like things were beyond my control. And uh that was one time. Uh the second time was at, during the pandemic. It was just like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to, to shake back from this one, you know, because it's like because then you're already in <laughs> now, your second you season. Know, yeah, now 2019 was something, but now it's like even the more of a new wave of kids coming out of college is just like, yeah. man, I don't, I don't. I, I just don't know. And I, I wasn't like, I wasn't as frustrated then. I was just, the reality was starting to set me. And uh, honestly, this past was crazy. I would say like May-ish and this whole, literally this whole something before I got to Albania, that whole, that whole time, um, I was still working out, still in the gym, you know, heavily, really like I was still playing, but the reality of things was starting to just kind of set in. And it was just like, okay, like, you know, you tried. You gave it your best shot. You you put everything forward, and I was just I was kind of becoming at peace with it. You know, it was just like man, it was beyond your control. You know, and those three times were just literally like when I accepted the fate, almost accepted fate. You know, at that point, they gave up on it. Um, luckily, you know, like I said, I have a, a support system that supports me whatever I decide to do. And what's crazy is I would always tell friends, like, I'm giving myself a timeline. If nothing happens in this timeline, <laughs> exactly. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it, it never, never, never happened. Like, not even just off them. They just, my friends just knew me. Like, I'll say that, they would be like, bro, three weeks from now, you're going to be back in the gym. Like, you're going you're gonna to be there doing it because they know I love it that much. And, you know, I work so hard for it, you know. And they they were like, nah, you you you're not giving up. You know what I mean? But they knew if I really came to peace with it, they were cool with it. You know what I mean? They would support me the way. But those three times for sure, I almost, like, literally, it was crazy that before I got the call, I had found a new, I got a new coaching job um, in Baton Rouge at Catholic High School um, with Dave Jones, who, who coached at, he's assistant coach at Louisiana Tech, Vanderbilt, uh, Stephen F. Austin, you know, uh, things, that's that guy. So he's a head coach now at, the school and he recruited me to go to Louisiana Tech and my brother was on staff there already so you know it was kind of like okay I could come coach there it was a great school give me great people great connections thing it was just a great opportunity and I took that job and uh you know he was really like you know I know you want to play pro but you know obviously you know the faith that working but you're here so he was like I'm glad that you're here and I was gonna I was coming becoming all in with that coaching thing because he was really supportive of me and behind me 100 percent he 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 saw what, how I talked to the kids and coached the kids, and he was like, you know, you're going to be really good at this. You know, you stick with it. And, uh, man, I would, that was the time I became kind of at peace with the decision. And I would have my personal training on the side that I was doing, too. So now I was just like, man, like, this, this, is, this is what it's going to be for me, you know, from here on out. And I didn't give up, but I, I was just at peace at what happened. That was yeah. the last which, time. For sure. Which is kind of like when you free your mind is actually when it happens, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's exactly. It was just like, man, I was done. I was still working out, you know. Um, I have friends like Brandon Sampson who plays in the G League. Uh, Bryce, obviously, Frank, uh, uh, Cleveland Thomas who plays in uh the African League. Uh, with the, like the NBA sponsored African League. Like I spent a lot of times with those guys this summer. And uh, Jordan Williams is another guy. Kendall Dykes. I'm name dropping a lot, <laughs> but uh, those those guys like they they have confidence in me, along with the guys that were training me and like um, 
uh, Coach Watt as well. Like, those guys had confidence in me to keep doing. They were like, bro, only thing you need is an agent because my game has completely changed from what I was in college almost. And uh, I wouldn't say completely changed, but I had, I had to change my style. And guys like, nah, bro, you, you could do this right now. Like, I, I played against guys that you're better than right now, you know. Plus, plus you so, understand the game differently because you're, you're, you're closer to coaching it too now. So Yeah, right, right. So I'm, I'm sitting there from all angles at this point. And uh, they were like, "Bro, you could, you could, you could do it, bro." And literally, I, I just so happened when I became at peace with it. You know, the basketball season was getting ready to amp up at, at the high school. Um, you know, we were reaching that last, literally, the last week of preseason, like you know, preseason workouts before we start the actual practicing. And yeah, because <laughs> yeah, isn't October fifteenth? Isn't that uh, October fifteenth? Isn't that uh, or is that? Or I know it used to be October fifteenth was like the the first day that colleges are allowed to practice or something like that. Is yeah. It? Yeah. 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 So, so. I want to say it was. So, it so, was, so I, what was the date? You know, tell us about the situation where, when Matt calls you and, and, and he says Albania and you're like, first, well, wait, where's Albania? And then uh, <laughs> what, what, yeah. so t- funny, t- t- tell me more. So, so funny, funny enough that, so it was, that was a Sunday. I got that call. That Thursday, my college coach called and offered me to be a graduate assistant this that year, that same season, right? So I love personal training that much and coaching, like what I had going on. Um, so I was at a crossroad of what decision I was going to stay at home and do that, or was I going to go to back to you know school and get my master's and do a grad assistant there? And I was going to be able to also do, you know, the strength and conditioning side of it, too. So I was going to get double whammy with that, which has been pretty good. But I was at a crossroad with that, and I was just sitting there trying to figure that out. And I was at, actually at dinner Sunday, Sunday night. Um, Matt called, Matt texted me early that day. He was like, man, Matt is like a super enthusiastic dude, right? So he texts me, and he's like, yo, I might have something. He's like, send me this, send me this, send me this, send me this. So I'm like. You know, Matt always was that guy. So I'm not really paying much stock into it. But uh, I'm at dinner with the guy who I personally trained with. And uh, it's, one of the, it's one of our members' birthdays. And they invite, out, invite us out to their birthday dinner. And we're at dinner. And I get a call from Matt. He was like, bro, it's happening. Like, pack everything. Get everything together. It's happening. I'm like, what you mean, bro? I was like, you know, I'm, not, I'm, still, not, I'm still not, you know, even processing that uh, what's going on. And he's like, no, bro, you're going to get the opportunity to play professional basketball, bro. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. So uh, I ended up talking to Thomas uh, Sutherland, who's, uh, who I ended up signing with with One Motor Sports and uh, Drew Kessler. But Thomas was the guy who instrumented the deal to Albania. And he was like, look, man, look, I can't promise you anything. It's an opportunity. They needed a guy. And uh, Matt told me that, you know, I reached out to Matt and Matt told me you were the guy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm like, I'm ready. So I got a call that Sunday and yeah, that Sunday or Monday. And then, you know, every, nothing's to me is official till I get a contract. Right. So I'm like, this sounds good, but when y'all give me the contract, then I'll be okay. Uh, the contract came in Tuesday from Albania. So now I had to, I had to call my coach, my coach, former college coach and let him know, like, man, Look, sorry, this, sorry, man. This thing I've been dreaming about, you know, it's yeah, actually happening. <laughs> man, my coach is such a great guy. He know how much I worked and you know how much I really wanted to do this. And he was full supportive. He was like, "Man, go, go get that scratch out. Go get that itch out." 
Like, you know, you deserve that opportunity just to even go out there. And then the guy who I was working with at the high school at the time and the guy I was personally training with, I let them know they were all excited for me too. They, you know, they they knew what, where my heart was. And, you know, he told me the guy, well, actually the coach that I was coaching with at Catholic High School, he had told me he had guys trying to reach out to help me, you know, to help me get there because he knew where my heart was, you know. But he was full supportive. He was like, man, you know, if you want to come back and – you know, coach, if you don't like it, you know, you have a spot here. So that gave me, like, you know, the deep breath and security that I needed to take the risk. But, yeah, I got the contract Tuesday morning, and Friday morning I was on a flight to Albania, you know. It was, well, flights, it was, probably. Yeah, flights. Yeah, I was on flights to Albania. I had to fly from Baton Rouge to Dallas, Dallas to London, then London to Albania. And uh, okay. Parents, my parents were like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> Where I, are you I, going? I just Where? Them, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I just told them about the, uh, you know, I just told them about the, the college situation of being a grad assistant. They were they were wanting me to do that for sure. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, bro, what? Like, he was like, it, like, it was so, like, my, my parents are very uh, supportive. My family is, like, we are close-knit family, you know, so they're very supportive, but my dad was like, you know, usually if I told them something about that, they would be elated. But they were just like, at first, their frustration was like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. This is too much to process right now. What? And like, yeah. Like, and my dad was like, you really want to do it? I said, I'm giving myself 90 days. You know, I feel like that's an ample amount of time. If I really love this, like, you know, I'm going to do it. And if I'm not, then, you know, I at least I made a piece of the decision that I tried it and it just wasn't for me, you know. And he was like, all right, well, we're going to do it, you know. And Thomas and Matt were telling me, like, man, look, Albania is not – it ain't France. It ain't, you know, Italy. It ain't Israel. It ain't Australia. You like, it's Albania, man. Like, just, just you know. So how soon, how soon did you did you say, man, what did I get myself into? <laughs> or, did you, <laughs> or, or did you not at all? Man, honestly, so when I got there, I didn't – I was so – I didn't know what to expect, right? Um Luckily, we had that league allows you to have as many Americans as you want. So obviously, I wasn't the only American on the team. We had like four. We had like four more by the time I got there. They had been there, but man, when I got there, um, it was so different. I was like, you know, I'm just riding around the car, just looking around, just looking around, and trying to figure everything out. But <clears throat> you know, I knew I was there. You know, and uh, I never, I never had a moment of what I got myself into. It was just like, bro, what is going on? You know, it was just like, obviously, uh, you know, I was a minority in that country by a lot. Like, there were no, not like, it was just people from Albania that's in Albania. You feel me? You hardly catch any, you don't see any black people, any people that from maybe even from like Israeli people, you don't see any Italians, you don't see any, you know, Russians. Like, it's really just Albanians there. So, obviously, when I get there, get out the car, the people are just looking, you know, they're just like, Walking down the street to the store, they were just staring at you. You know, some a lot of people were nice though. They, but it it was never a moment of like, what did I get myself into? It was just kind of like, I knew why I came here. You know, they told me what the situation was going to be before I got here, and you know, I knew why why I was there for. So my mind was so so focused on just you know getting in, you know, doing the thing. And honestly, uh, <laughs> funny enough, I had set a goal for myself. Like after you know, I figured out like how I could dominate the league. Like, my goal, I, I was prepared to do the whole year there, but my goal was to try to get out at the halfway point, you know? Like, you know, do do well enough to, like, I could, you know, get. I didn't 
first first league Israel was never in my mind, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was like, you know, get to another a level up, you know, like a level up by the time the halfway mark get there. So I mean, luckily enough, man, I, I was there for I landed there October first. October, I want to say October. I either left October first or I landed there October first. Not sure which one. But I got there, you know, things happened. I played well. And uh, the injury happened here with Kyle, unfortunately. But, you know, blessed enough for me, Bryce, you know, made the call and was like, he texted me. I Actually, on my Instagram, you, if you look on my Instagram, uh, I posted it from uh, the, the screenshot. Uh, he was like, hey, he like, you know, we talk how we talk. He said, hey, I'm coming to get you. He was like, basically, like, he said, don't F this up. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, don't F this up. And uh, I was like, for real? And uh, so when I called my eight, I called. So at this point, I'm not still not signed to them. But, um, you know, they were like, nah, we're going to sign you. Because, I mean, obviously, you're killing here. Like, you're going to have a bright future ahead of you. And uh, I told, called Thomas because, like, I just didn't know who to really orchestrate the deal. And uh, he was like, wait, Winter League Israel? I'm like, yeah. Like, like they said, they get, my guy Bryce said they're going to call. He was like. Bro, he's like, he's like, before I eat, we even went to details that day. He's like, bro, you know how a crazy jump that is. I'm like, yeah, it's almost like going from you know your JV team in the college to, I mean, in high school to being uh, started on the <laughs> to D one, you know, Power Five D one almost. And I was like, yeah, man, like, so that whole those whole two weeks of getting that deal done, my nerves were so yeah, so I did I didn't want it. I didn't really miss it, you know. I just didn't, mm-hmm. you know, especially without being in my control. Obviously, the, the management had to talk and sort their things out and this, that, and the third. And, you know, but um, I had the GM there actually wanted me to play another game. And I was like, bro, like, I do not want to. Like, <laughs> so, so funny enough, though, I actually did roll my ankle that game. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it was bad. Like, in the because I was like, come on, like, I was talking to the GM there. I'm like, man, like, Come on, can we just get this done? He was like, no, you know, we need we have a more important game Saturday. And you know what I mean? You're gonna have to play in it. And I was just like, man, I don't want to get hurt. But mm-hmm. um, I was, that might have been my worst game in Albania. I still finished with 20, 20 some points. Like we lost by three and ended up bringing this back. But that first half I played terrible. Um and uh I was so because I think I, my mind was obviously someplace else, but Man, I ended up rolling my ankle that that uh, in the first quarter, and I turned, and when I did it, I just turned and looked at him like, you know, like, come on, man. But luckily, it wasn't bad, you know, just a little tweaking. Man, I, those two weeks, though, and then the national team break started there before it started here. So we were kind of off. national team break, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so they were kind of off, and then I was just waiting, 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 and then, like, everything got finalized. And, man, I got here, and it was just like, Bro, this is a, a crazy experience. More so because, I mean, I have two best friends who are in this league. It took them four to five years to get here. You feel me? Like, they start off in St. John's. Frank started off – they both start off in Canada. Uh, they – Frank went to Italy – I mean, Spain. Then he went to Germany. Now he's here. You know, Bryce, Canada, Australia. Luckily, he I mean, blessed enough, he played second division Israel here for two years. His team ended up winning the uh the championship last year in second division but you know they all had a journey to you know they they had the process to get here even the guys in the league here like everybody had a, a process like you don't find too many rookies in this league you know it's not it's not really any rookies especially foreigners 
So, man, for, for me to get here, I was just like, man, that's, a, I don't know. My friend, they always tell me, like, and I believe them because they, they, my friend, we're brutally honest with each other, like, almost to a fault. But they like, nah, bro, you could play here. Like, I ain't, they, and they'd be there, like, I ain't telling you just because you're my friend. Like, you could play here, you know what I mean? Like, we, we compete against each other in the summer. We have other friends. Like, obviously, like I mentioned before, like, we compete with in the summer who are at a high level. So, man, but, yeah, the journey here, oh, man, it's, I, I always say it's, it's just a testimony of, you know what I mean, of, uh, of uh, somebody of a higher power. You feel me? For me, like, I, I mean, I have other things in life that, you know, that, that have happened that, you know, have, you know, made me believe in that. But this, for me, was just like, man, I, I don't. I, I I can't put into words, you know, what what it what it's been like, you know, how frustrating it's been, how, you know, at times it seemed like, you know, hope and just, you know, you had to continue to work and to be to to get here, you know. And this is like, man, you know, sometimes like it's not about what you know, it's who you know as well. Luckily I have friends that believe in me enough to, you know, to even mention my name when that door is closed. You feel me? You don't even know that door is going to be open for you. Um, fantastic stuff. Um, I, uh, let's, 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 uh, let's end there, uh, because I think that's kind of the message that, uh, you know, I, I, I figured you would, we, you would pass along. Um, and I think it's the message that everybody really needs to hear. Um, you know, basically just, you know, don't give up and, you know, just, you know, you keep your head down and keep working, keep thinking positively. Eventually things will happen. Um, uh, John yeah. Stove, uh, you, uh, are, we don't know yet uh, if you're get at the end of your season already. Uh, we'll see uh, what what happens over the course of the uh, uh, course of the post the end of the season and postseason there uh, in Israel. Uh, but I want to thank you for coming on and telling us your 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 great story. Appreciate it. Uh, good luck. Number one, first of all, stay healthy. Um, and, uh, yeah. and 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 uh, you know. Uh, I I imagine you know being able to do things uh, in your in your first um, your first taste at, at, in a league like that you know can open the door to to something bigger uh, next season. So look definitely I look forward to seeing uh, where you land next season. Uh, thank you for taking so much time and telling us your story. Man, I thank you for even allowing me to tell it. You know, uh, I you know just small thing. I just felt like you know through this like I've kind of figured out my purpose in life. And, you know, I just hopefully could give somebody some inspiration, whether it be, you know, basketball or, you know, they're starting their own businesses, you know, just to keep going. You know, you never know when when the tide is. I always tell friends, you never know when the tide is going to turn for you, you know. So just keep digging. Just keep digging. It's, it's eventually going to happen if you truly believe and, you know, you do the right things behind and continue to work hard. It'll happen for you, for sure. All right. Fantastic. Thanks for the great messages.